Space. It seems to go on and on forever. But then you get to the end and the gorilla starts throwing barrels at you. The exploration of space will go ahead, whether we join in it or not. And it is one of the great adventures of all time. Traveling through hyperspace in like dust and crops, boy. About precise calculations, we'd fly right through a star or bounce too close to a supernova and then it injured trip real quick, wouldn't it? How many assholes we got on this ship anyhow? Yo! I knew it, I'm surrounded by assholes. Course heading, Captain. Second start of the run. Straight off till morning. I'm back from space, everybody. You got lucky, Peter. How was it, Dad? Oh, mind-boggling, Chris. Barreling around the Earth at five miles per second, watching the sun rise over the Sea of Japan, it's indescribable. Plus, I had lots of time to masturbate, which in space is great, except after a while, it's like living in a snow globe. Greetings, programs and users. It is time once again for another episode of Old Nerds Drinking. I am John Patrick, the Master Control Program. Here with me again is my faithful co-host, Rojan. Greetings, fellow people. That wasn't exactly what I wanted to say, but it just kind of came out that way. (laughs) Fellow people. Greetings, humans. (laughs) Uh, Rojan is officially sus. Uh, But we are old nerds, and we are drinking... Uh, today, I am drinking a summer favorite. My uh, go-to summer beer is the Leinenkugel Summer Shandy. Leinenkugel. You and have given me a Lake Time Hard Iced Tea. Um, I have never tasted this before. I have no idea what it's going to taste like. But I am a fan of the Hard Iced Teas, so it should be decent. Clink? Clink. Well, we can't really clink because I've yeah. got a can and you got yeah, a bottle. So There we go. There we go. Perfect. Eh, eh. Maybe it's the fact that I just got that eating like two Del Taco toasties. No, again, no, or? no. They're they're actually awful. Um. Oh, thanks, <laughs> thanks, Dick. Wow, you give me again. This is what I said before. You give me the shit stuff. It's yeah. like, hmm. I'll save this for Roe, and I'll laugh at him as he's drinking it, looking like well, an ass. Well, if anything, you can laugh at me because I'm the one who bought it, never having tasted it, thinking, oh, this looks this looks like it would be something I like. Because I like some of the hard iced teas. So I bought Sight Unseen a 12-pack. A 12-pack. You never buy a 12-pack of an Mm. untasted beer. Yeah. uh, Well, unfortunately, it only came in 12-packs. So I had half of one determined it was vile. Half of a 12-pack or half of a can? Half of a can. So you still have 10 cans of this stuff left. Nine. I got somebody to drink one at 4th of July. Oh, that poor person. Uh, I I think it was Lisa. Sorry, Lisa. You know what it is? But she was a trooper, and she finished it. There's no sweetness to it. It tastes just like tea. It doesn't taste like... There's no sweetness or anything else See, to it. and I like unsweetened iced tea, but it tastes like this weird salty taste to it. Yeah. Um, and I, I couldn't get over it. So um, now I'm trying to get any poor soul who comes to my house. is like, here, have one of these. Wow, you're a dick. I really am. You're a dick. Wow. Wow. I'm, I'm going to get to a point where I'm just afraid. You're going to hand me something. I'm going to be like, no, I'm not drinking this. See, the, see, the problem is half the time it's delicious, half the time it's awful. Yeah, but it's like that can of Perignon or Puri, 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 Puri whatever the hell. San it. Pellegrino. Yeah, that shit, which has which sounds nothing like Perignon, but San Pellegrino was horrible. This isn't as bad as that, but it's right. I mean, I'll drink it because it's open, but... I actually had to stop buying that because I looked at how much sugar was in it and was like, holy fuck, yeah, this is this is why I like this so much. It's got 28 grams of sugar per can. There's a honey taste to this, but it's not a sweet honey taste. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to describe it. Again, this is one of the most vile things that I've ever drank before. You're welcome. Uh, I'll go on record as saying that I will never buy this, so I will thank you for that. I will thank you for saying, here, drink this, now don't drink it again. The Um, burned hand teaches best. That's what I tell my children. Yes, but the slow knife penetrates the shield. Ooh, good setup. Good segue. (laughs) Um, Because as many of you may or may not have noticed, a new Dune trailer dropped this week, and holy fuck is it amazing um 
But before we get talking into that, I forgot there's one 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 thing I got to do. Uh, this is a shout out to uh, Archer. Um, I know you're listening because your mom told me. So to uh, somebody who I have known since he was a wee baby child and uh, his parents uh, ran into me at Street Fair and they're like, our son loves your show. He thinks it's the shit. And I'm like... Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me, ma'am, sir. Have, have you actually <clears throat> listened to our show to make sure what your son's listening to? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, they're good people. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You know, whatever. Anyway. Yeah. So, shout out to Archer. I, I got. I got to interrupt you. I have to do this. You've got packages of Twizzlers sitting over there, and I've got to ask for one. I oh, would yeah. like one on the. Yes, that's the kind I would like. Well, of course, that's one you like. I mean, I'm sorry. I just. It's. It's like. It's because like walking in on a supermodel nude saying "Have sex with me." It's kind of like I know I'm crinkling it right into the microphone. You are. Yeah. Anyway, uh, but don't twi- edit this out. Go ahead. And Twizzlers do make mouths happy. Oh my God! This is so much better than this shitty hard iced tea that I'm drinking right now. This oh. offsets the hor- horridity. Okay. Hold, hold on, hold on, hold on. Try, try the Twizzler straw. See if that improves it. Oh no, no! I'm not going to ruin a Twizzler by drinking this shitty iced tea through a Twizzler. It'll be a strawberry iced tea then. Yeah, a shitty strawberry iced tea Twizzler. Red vines work better. I mean, Twizzlers that they've got that tiny hole through the little, so it's like you're trying to suck through a, a coffee straw. But like red vines have like the full on straw effect. So, uh, but the Dune trailer dropped, yeah. and you know we've we've been dick hard for this ever since we saw the first trailer. Oh, like so dick hard. My penis can only get so erect. Two years ago, yeah. I think it was. I think it was out pre-COVID because I think it was at. Uh, the movie was originally supposed to release, like, the fall of 2019, and then, or no, it was, uh, like, the, the fall of 2020, but then COVID happened, so they pushed it back a year. And then they were supposed to release it on the W, uh, on pay, you can pay, watch it at home if you wanted to. They're still, they're still going back and forth in them. That may or may not happen. Um, I think they're waiting to see what's going to happen with Black Widow, because Black Widow was the first movie to really do that, blockbuster-wise. Well, and from what I understand, both of them are doing fairly well. Yeah, um, I was going to say Blockbuster had a, or Black Widow had a really good opening weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, which they were. That was kind of the thing Marvel was, and and as much as it sucks that Marvel was gauging on was, you know, are people going to start coming back to theaters if we start bringing movies back to theaters? So. Um, well, when we went and saw it, you know what? Finish the uh, finish the Dune conversation. Yeah. On. So, uh, officially, <coughs> God, I cough and burp all at the same time. That's got to go into an outtake show. <laughs> oh, fuck. Serves you right for serving me shitty late time hard ice, hard ice tea. Uh, but, um, so Dune was supposed to come out, like, earlier this year, then they pushed it back to October of this year, then they pushed it back from the first week of October to the last week of October, but now, officially, hard, set in stone, the release date is October 22nd. They did a... I, I saw the trailer a couple of days ago. They did a... Stephen Colbert is a huge Dune nerd. And um, he did an interview with the cast before they debuted the trailer. And it was pretty cool to like hear, like hear, to see the actors and etc. And the guy playing Paul Atreides, who I had no idea who the kid was or anything like that. I don't recall what movies I've ever been in before. Um, he looks like he's going to have the part pretty well, but Mm -hmm. it was neat to see that interview of all the people, um, before they showed the trailer and have them describe their characters and stuff. Um, and the trailer does look amazing. Here's the problem that I have with it. And this is just a stupid gripe of mine. I'm still going to go see it. I have seen every, I have read all of the books. I I've been reading Dune since I was young. Um, I went and read all of the books. Some of them are the original. The original three are the best ones, and all the other ones are just kind of like little things that add to the story or whatever. They're not great. They're not bad. Some of them are better than others. And they're like to, the Star Wars extended universe. Books. Yeah, pretty much. And they're all leftover notes from before he died. Frank Herbert died, and his his son and Kevin J. Anderson are the ones that took that stuff and actually made books out of them. And you know they don't need to read them, but it's nice. It's nice you get the backstory of why there's no machines in, in Dune and why they don't have artificial intelligence and stuff. It's neat to fill that in. Uh, Thou shalt not suffer a machine, um, which is the Gam Jabbar, the whole box test came from and stuff. So it's neat for that stuff. But I have seen every incarnation of Dune. I saw the Sci-Fi Channel version of it, which I didn't think was bad. It was cool to see Children of Dune get a movie. That wasn't that right. bad. But the problem is, is um, I'm looking at this and I'm like. 
it looks great. It's everything that I would like it to be, but I know this story so well, and I've already seen this movie twice in different forms. Do I really want to go and see another Dune movie again? Um, and of course I will, and I think the reason why this is going to be better is because they're not taking these books and trying to truncate them into one movie. Yeah. They're taking the first book and <clears throat> making it into two movies. I believe it's two. I believe it's two as well. And, which is good because these that story needs room to breathe and expand and really get the full feel of it. Like the, the original one <clears throat> that was released, like there's so much crammed into that movie. Right. At least with Sci-Fi Channel, they came along and they cut the budget back and changed some stuff out of it because filming in the desert isn't that hard. It's, you know, it's not, they didn't have to have a huge amount of special effects, but, you know, that was a mini series. So that gave it a little bit more room to breathe than the original movie did. So I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm still going to go see it. I'm, I'm definitely, it's like, it's like Star Wars. It's like Star Wars or Marvel. They could release a movie and all how shitty it is. I'm going to go see it. Same with Star Trek. Case in point, Eternals. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, I, I've talked to people since we've had that show. Nobody nobody is everybody has the same attitude we do they're all like i don't want to go see it but i want to go see the train wreck <laughs> like no i have not met one person yet that's like yeah man the eternals and the first thing everybody says is well guardians of the galaxy you know which is exactly what we said so i don't think it's it's funny but yeah. anyways dune trailer yeah it looks really really good it looks cool the still suits look good the special effects look good the sandworms look really cool um which is another thing, like, how, how many different versions of a sandworm can you do? It's a worm with teeth bumming out of the sand. How, how right. different can you do it? So, that's cool. Um, so, yeah, of course we're going to go see it, you know. Right. See, and, and my thing is, I'm actually late to the Dune game. I mean, I, I, I remember watching the David Lynch Dune probably in my 20s when, like, everybody was, like... <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> For... For those listening, oh, that home, was terrible! That was a horrible idea. Rogan took no, my advice and no. tried it with the Twizzler straw. Oh my God, no, no! My mouth just my mouth just beat my ass for me. My my tongue was like, "What are you doing?" And, and it, my tongue just like beat my ass. Oh man, I kind of wonder if I ruined this Twizzler now. I don't care it's, about the hard iced tea. It, I care about the damn Twizzler. I'm it, so sorry to interrupt your story. It's okay. There's more. <laughs> this was bad. Why the fuck did I do? Why did I listen to you? Uh, yeah, because the robot devil can tempt you with things that you want. I didn't want this. I just did it. Well, you wanted to make it taste better. It didn't. And and, and in not a... only did not help the flavor of the iced tea, it worsened the flavor of the Twizzler, which was the superior of both. Why did I do that? That's like putting that's like putting whipped cream on shit and going, "Wow, this should probably taste good." <laughs> wow. Uh, mm. Please continue your story. This was horrible. Yeah, because because I am a creature of chaos and deception. Uh, this was really bad. Yeah. This was a really fucking dumb idea. <laughs> <laughs> it was at that moment Rogan realized he fucked up. Continue with your story. So when like. Actually, it would be earlier than my 20s. So it was when I was in my like late teens and I really started to get into gaming and everything. We watched the David Lynch Dune and I tried reading the books, but I fucking hate the trope of the all-knowing child messiah. Well, basically of the all-knowing uh, messiah figure. The, the person who everything is a part of their plan. Everything they do is never a mistake. It's always part of the plan. And, like, Paul Atreides is that on top of just being a colossal douchebag. Um, That's the whole thing of the book, though, is he becomes this... He, he He's not trying to be a messiah. He's just trying to do what he's got. He's just trying to do what he does. And everybody else makes him the messiah. And by the time the second book comes along, and even into the third, it turns out that he's a really shitty bad leader. He's really done a bad job doing what he's supposed to do. And... He's one of those people where, like he doesn't want to be the Messiah, but it's like it's like that scene from Monty Python. <laughs> well, Why the, don't you all just fuck off? To where, sir? To that bush? The Messiah has found us a bush. You know that's kind of what it is. Uh, that that is why I post or I put or posited the idea of doing uh, Monty Python's Life of Brian, but doing it as Dune. Dune. Yeah, it's like he is the Quisat Sadarat. 
No, I'm not. Only the Kwisatz Satterat would deny his own divinity. And you can see Jessica, Mother Jessica, opening up the doors, you know, like, No, he's not here. He's he's gone away. He's not the Messiah. He's not the Kwisatz Satterat. He's not the Kwisatz Satterat. He's a naughty boy. <laughs> Only the Kwisatz Satterat would say he's not the Kwisatz Satterat. Okay, I'm the Kwisatz Satterat. The Kwisatz Satterat. <laughs> yeah, I totally... Totally want to see. Yeah, I could see. I could totally see a Monty Python spoof of. Yeah, it would. Mm-hmm. It would be great. Uh, but that's going back to that's the whole thing of the book. So is he turns like his son turns out to be the better leader. Well, and and, and that's another one of my things. Like he gets with Cheney. They have a they have a son. It happens in the background. They flash forward like a year or two. The like they kill his son, and then and he's just like eh. See, that's where the movie's got it wrong. Because in the books, well, I, I mean, even well, no, I, I was talking about this is in the audiobook. I because mm-hmm. I, I listened to the audiobook of it, um, and it's just like, not only did he just do that, that I know in later books he has another son, gives him the same name as the son who died, and it's like, you know, we'll just try. It's it's just like, <laughs> it's if like at they, first you don't succeed. No, no, it's like that scene in Beer Fest where. The one character dies, and his twin brother comes. It's like, could could you just call me like Lan? Could you just call me my dead brother's name? So it's like he never even left. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, that that's what it is. That's so, part of the reason why he hates the Harkonnen so much because mm-hmm. they killed his father and they killed one of his kids. Yeah, and. The movies really don't quite because the movie kind of skips over that whole fact that they killed one of his kids. And that, that, that the original version of it, you know, that, that just kind of glosses over it. So you're watching that. And the other thing is, I remember going and seeing at the movie theater, the David Lynch one, and they gave you a booklet explaining all of the terms and everything. When you walk in there, and you're like, what the fuck is this? You know, and I was a little kid at the time. I was like, yeah, sci-fi movie, do nah. You know, so I didn't really care. And then I got older, and I was like, that is the only movie I've ever went to where they give you, like, a little Bible to go in and watch the movie with. That's so, so you know cool. what's going I wish on. I do that with more things, but... um. Yeah, but you're not going to sit in the dark and squint at the dark, because this was way back. You know, this is back in the 80s, and you're like, what the fuck is, what? what is a jam, okay. Gamjabar. Gamjabar, what, okay, um, what is a Sardaukar, you know? Um, so, I don't know, I mean, by now, the people that are going to go see this movie, I'm sure everybody knows what all this shit is. They should at this point. That movie took forever to get made, the original Dune, how many variations and stuff it went through. Because um, Pink Floyd was supposed to do the original soundtrack for it, and well, no, they, uh, Dolly they, had something to do with it. No, I no. The, so there was the first that first there was the David Lynch, I thought, and then no, he came later. Okay, yeah, because there was the um, I forget who Dolly was actually involved in the original one. The, the art from it was really strange and everything. Oh yeah, I mean that they, I think he was paid like a million dollars a day. But I had to laugh because when they had the, the first trailer that they did had a really slowed down version of seeing when the dark side of the moon in the background from Pink Floyd, who was supposed to do the original music for the original Dune. Uh, it was the uh, Jordakowski yes. Dune. Yep. yep. That was the one that, that was supposed to have uh, Salvador Dali in it in uh, 1974. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that one was supposed to come and then they... That felt like just incredibly, horribly mismanaged production, and well, the budget was outrageous for it. Too. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, but and then, dude, then they did the David Lynch Dune, and then it was the Sci-Fi Channel Dune, and now it's Villanova Dune. He'll be fine with it. I have no no doubt that he'll be fine after seeing Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Oh yeah, because he has a really good. He's got a really good sense of worlds and yeah, how to he, work with worlds, and um. I mean, because 2049, I'm like, I went in that movie not wanting to like it. I'm like, this is because Blade Runner is sacred to me. It's one of my favorite movies. Oh, same, same. So I'm like, I really, this isn't a movie that, this is a movie that nobody really cared if they made a sequel to. It's 30 years later, however long later after Blade Runner came out. And of course it it flopped because it, they waited so long to come out with it. But what I would want, you know, that, that but, ended but up being a, such a great movie. I was going to say, but that was the thing. Blade Runner originally flopped when it oh, came yeah. out. It never be, it wasn't until years later that it became a cultural phenomenon. Yeah. And I have a feeling that that's kind of what 2049 will be. It already is. Yeah. Um, I, mean, I haven't ran into a Blade Runner fan yet that hasn't liked Blade Runner 2049. But, but it, it's funny you mentioned the, the booklet um, with all the terms and everything because um, I just uh, finished watching The Nevers, which you recommended, mm-hmm. 
And uh, so we're going to go into some brief spoilers about The Nevers. Uh, so if you have not watched it, this is officially a spoiler alert. Let me ask you one question before you start. Okay. Had I not given you the warning about the final episode, what what would you have thought? Um, I kind of expected something. Because in the second episode, the second or third episode, when you see the, like, steampunk chrysalis ship come yeah. through, it's like, oh, okay, some something else is going on. Yeah. So seeing that kind of... Because the last episode, me and the wife were like, what? Are so, we watching a different yeah. show? What's so going on here? So the last episode of the show, Flash, it, like, start cold opens into basically a sci-fi uh, war novel. And... Play the, the rest of it first. Then it'll make more sense what you're about to say. Well, um, so we've talked about the show before. It's very uh, kind of like Victorian. Uh, not Vic- I wouldn't even say it's Victorian. Maybe early colonial. Um, pure- Either way, it's definitely steampunk. Yeah, it, it's like a steampunk X-Men. Um, there are people who are the touched. They all have powers, which they call a turn, which is... Uh, which is stolen directly from the wild card series. And it's the people who are touched are largely women, minorities, people who are not people of social influence in that era of the British empire. And so of course, all the old white guys are like, what the fuck? We can't let these women have power that makes them more powerful than men. We have the penises. We need to have all the power. So they've all got different powers in different ways. It's kind of like, it's kind of like the mutants and the X Men. You'll have some people that have like really, really useless powers. They'll have like spines on their arms or something. Right. Or, uh, there's one girl on the show where she can understand English, but when she talks, she says a different word in, uh, in different languages. So every word she says is in a different, and nobody can really understand her. They can only get bits and bits and pieces of what she says, but I think she can also understand everything too. Though. Right. Right. Uh, so there's one girl who's really, really tall and she's still a child, but she's really tall. There's one girl that can generate flames. One person that's kind of a uh, transgenderish that can make these discs appear out of nowhere and run on them and throw them and do cool stuff. It's it's a really good show, and I loved it. Actually, I loved it a lot. It wasn't mm-hmm. not at all what I expected, because I had no idea what we were going into when we sat down to watch yeah. it. So in the second or third episode, they do a flashback to, uh, at the very end of the episode, the scene where everybody becomes touched, and there's this very chrysalis kind of steampunk spaceship that... Looks like a blimp, kind of. Yeah, it is coming through the sky, and, like, little pieces of crystal or light Spores. come off of it. And when they touch people, those people become the touched. Yeah, they pass out, and mm. then they wake up, they've got, you know, they develop powers. And then the ship crashes. So, throughout the show, the both the touched and the normal people like the the old white dudes are trying to figure out find out what the source of the power is and that leads us to the very last episode that cold opens to this sci-fi war-torn future and there's these two groups of people and they're fighting and it through the course of the episode you find out that there's these aliens that came and tried to make earth better uh because we had fucked it up like most post-apocalyptic futures but what time what the whole start of this thing start or what got me thinking about this when you talking about dune is so when they're in the sci-fi future and they're going off all these terms and like there's the the planetary defense coalition and the free live uh the free life army and, like, nobody uses the real names. Everybody uses code names. And I love that. Like, trying, to, like, when you go into a sci fi world and you're figuring out what all these words mean, and then you're kind of, it kind of makes you more invested in it. And, like, why are they, like, why don't they use names? And why is it this such a taboo to give up their names? Um, and then, from there, you find out that the, the project the alien was helping the scientists work on 
was a wormhole to the past so they could pro- go back to the past and prevent the future from ever happening. Mm-hmm. That's where the the season or the first half of the season ends. So yeah, I'm like super interested in it. I figured you would be. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't because I had no I didn't even I didn't even realize till about three quarters of the way to the show it was a Joss Whedon show. Yeah. But now I'm like super invested in that future and I'm like, shit, I want to know more about the future. Yeah, Claudia Black when she was in it. And then it clicked because the way that the main character talks and acts, when you see Claudia Black, she's imitating Claudia Black. Right. Because that's the character that she is. And I was like, because she kept talking to the show. She's like, I'm just a shit soldier. I'm not anybody important. And you're like, what is she? Okay, so she had a, because you, you don't know at the beginning, up until the last episode, you don't know that this all takes place in the past and she's from the future. Right, right. So that last episode was was jarring in so many ways. You're like, oh, because the whole series, you're like, what the hell is going on here? And then I don't want to ruin a lot of it. I mean, there's some, like the doctor, the real creepy doctor. And yeah, yeah, it's it's a really good show. It really was. I was very like, this is cool. And part of me I wonder, is wondering, like, I wonder if this is Joss Whedon, like, giving the middle finger to Disney. <laughs> you know, like, look what I can do. Because the X-Men storyline, that's why I'm not really interested in, in the X-Men that are coming from Marvel. Again, it's like I said earlier, they're going to release it, we're going to go watch it. But the X-Men storyline, it's been played out so much. You ha- saw it played out on Heroes. You know, people had powers they were persecuted against. It's just Oh, whole, my God. Heroes started out so strong. It did. And, it, it, and then yeah, just, like, it went limp. fucking crashed back into the earth and they tried to bring it back and it just didn't work and but but anyhow we've seen this whole persecuted mutants storyline so many times at this point that i'm kind of bored by it right so when this came along about about a quarter of the way through it i'm like this is the x-men in victorian times it's an interesting twist here you have people a lot of them are women like you said not all there were men that had powers but most of them were women but again, these are people that have powers that are being persecuted against because they're different. So that underlying whole X-Men storyline mm-hmm. still was there. But because it took place in the time period that it did and how they did everything, it was just really cool. I'm like, here's an interesting take on that trope. Right. You know? And that was like, this is original. I like this. So, you know, I, I, I just I thought it was a really surprisingly good show. I went into it cold. We had no idea what we were going to watch. It was like, let's just sit down and watch this. Mm-hmm. And then it was like, whoa this is really cool. <laughs> Why isn't this more popular? <laughs> yeah. So, so now that I've finished that, I still have to go back and finish. Uh, well, I mean, I have to start uh, his dark materia. Cause I mean, that was, that was one of the whole reasons I got freaking HBO max was so I could watch that show. No interest in it at all. I've just never been interested in it. You know, I'm, I'm not a huge fan of the books, but the show looks good. And, and uh. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, something that I did watch recently, and it ties more, and I'll be quick about this, but it ties more to my podcast. It's this show called Catla, and it's an Icelandic show that they've overdubbed in English. English. Um, there's a show on there called Dark. Have you watched Dark yet? No. Okay, Dark. It's it's along those lines. It's very cool, but it's also very European. So it, the way the story is told is a little bit different. But it's about this town that's in Iceland at the edge of a volcano. It's in modern times, and it's this town that there's a volcano erupting, and there's also a glacier there. And the town's been evacuated, but the people that are living there now just refuse to leave because they've grown there forever. So there's ash everywhere and stuff. And these people that have been dead start just reappearing in the town. They start walking out of like all these ice fissures and they're covered in like this black soot and stuff. And it's this whole story about what these where do these people come from? What are these people? And it's it was a very fiercely interesting show. Once you get over the overdub voices, mm-hmm. which is kind of like watching a, you know, a foo movie, but once you get over that, it's a really interesting weird it's it's a creepy show. And I don't I I would recommend it to you, but I don't know how you are with shows like that. Well, I mean, it's it's just a question of like time, time, yeah. yeah. Because uh, like it's now, like we touched upon la- uh, last episode, uh, conventions are getting back. So I actually have a convention coming up in October, and now have a deadline of shit I've got to paint. Yeah. So I, I don't act- think I'm doing any this year. I, I well, I did just uh, Facebook just told me uh, John Barrowman's going to be at the Motor City Comic Con. I saw that. So it's like, oh man, I really. I saw that. He, he's one of my favorite people. So I, I, I you really... know what? 
if there were a year to go to the Motor City Comic Con, this would be the one to do it because I don't think it'll be as crowded as previous years mm-hmm. because of everything that's going on. Yeah. And if I could go, I would go, but the prices are just getting really high to go. Like it used to be, like I think it was twenty five bucks, and now I don't remember what's. Oh hard. shit! It has been. Yeah, I was gonna say. I, I it's remember like forty bucks now or something. Or yeah, I I mean I remember when twenty bucks would get you in for the weekend, yeah. and if you. You had like the slightest ability to fast talk your way in. You could just get like, oh, I'm I'm with this person. I'm I'm just going back, and then you're in. See, pretty soon though, you'll be able to get press credentials. What do you mean, pretty soon? I'm going to apply for press credentials for this one. Cool. Well, if you get press credentials, I might I might scoot in with you on that one. Well, I hope so. You're my faithful co-host. <laughs> so we'll see. We'll, well, somewhat. Faithful. So if anybody listening to the show right now is on the Motor City Comic Con, hey, how you doing? Just email them. You know, they're going to say, what What do you cover, blah, blah, blah. And you can be like, here, we cover comic books, we blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But uh, we're nerds. We're nerds, total nerds. We need to take the mobile setup there and set up, because a lot of people do that. There's tables where you can just sit down and actually start recording a show. Yeah. And you know, you know, Percy, you know, Tom and Jacob are probably going to want to go. They'll mm-hmm. come down. Yeah. Maybe you need to set up with all four of us sitting in a round table together at one time. Yeah. Um, but... What I thought you were going to go into when you uh, after we were done with the Nevers was I thought you were going to go into Loki. 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 Um, oh my god! Again, spoilers. Um, yeah. Well, at, at this point, like seriously, the show's been over for a week. Like yeah. you, you, if you were going to watch it, you've watched it. Um, Loki was interesting for me. I, I, I didn't dislike it at first, but I didn't like it. It was a slow burn because we'd already gone through Wanda and we had gone through Falcon and Winter Soldier at that point. So and but see now going through Falcon and Winter Soldier or Falcon and the Winter Soldier and WandaVision and now Loki, I think Loki is the one that's going to have the most direct yeah. impact on the, the cinematic universe. Oh, it totally sucked like, the whole cinematic universe. Yeah. The next one. Here's uh, the funny part. I care more about the things that Loki and Scarlet Witch are setting up than I care about the direction that the movies are, with the exception of Doctor Strange and Mm Spider-Man, because those tie in very heavily to what's happening on the television shows. But it's weird because Marvel's going into a cut. Well, they did this before, too, arguably, with with the last round of phases, because you had the space thing with Guardians of the Galaxy, and then you had all of these movies. So I'm wondering how these are all going to tie in at the end of this, because they're going in a lot of different directions here. Right. So I'm wondering where they're going to go. But all of the stuff that Loki set up, it's very blatant what's going to happen. And they just announced that the What If com- the one if cartoon shows that are coming up, those are now going to be canon because of the Loki show. Mm-hmm. Those What Ifs are actually alternate realities now. So it's not like, well, what if this happened where, you know, that they were just like, this, this is what could have happened. Now this is this is what did happen in one of those alternate timelines that branched right. out, which is an interesting twist. So if that's the case, we could have Peggy Carter showing up somewhere again as Captain whatever, Britain or whatever the hell she's going to be. You could mm. have Killmonger showing back up as Iron Man. You could have, because these are going to be established alternate realities. Right. And now with the... This gives Marvel uh, Marvel a Marvel. This gives Marvel a massive to- you know sandbox to pull and choose and do whatever they want to. And well, this show did such a good job of setting all of that up. You know, so you know, we're going to see what's going to happen now. And the question is 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 Kang going to be the new Thanos, the main bad guy? Yeah, that that's what a lot of people seem to be hinting at. Um and especially the fact that because of the multiverse of Kangs, it's not just gonna be one kang it's all the kangs yeah um but man i love how deep deep some of the cuts in loki's were Mm -hmm. um like like thorg showing up there was actually supposed to be they revealed it this week there was supposed to be a scene between thor and loki of thor getting turned into that frog because that was actually from I, I can't remember what issue it was, but there was a there was a small yeah there was series. a there was a whole storyline yeah. where where uh, Loki turned Thor into a frog yeah and it was all about his adventures Thor. in the sewer yeah um, and I saw it, like the first time we saw it, it was like me and my wife watched it we're like was that Thor inside of a jar so we went back after the show was over and rewound it and I'm like oh my god that's Thor and my wife's like what and I'm like you know again a total geek moment um, where I have to explain stuff my, to the my, wife my other absolute favorite was the Thanos helicopter. Yeah, nobody got... Well, very few people got like, that. You had to be a hardcore to remember 
about the one time Thanos showing up in a, a helicopter. helicopter. Which even the comic book, I'm like, this is stupid, but yeah. okay, whatever. Yeah, it's uh like the fact that uh, the the warship that shows up is the U.S. Eldritch. Yeah, from the Philadelphia Experiment. Uh, I'm watching that going, I know what that is. I understood that reference. <laughs> That's my show. Yep. Um, uh, did you see the giant wasp helmet in the background? Yep. Oh, yellow jacket helmet. I'm sorry, yellow jacket. Yeah, the, the, the giant yellow jacket yeah. helmet. There were, there were a couple of the Palabolus machine. Mm-hmm. The only reason I know oh, that. Previous? Yeah, the, the only reason I know that is from the episode of Project Arkovich where you guys talked about Palabolus. It's Polybius. Polybius. I know, it's a weird name, Polybius. Yeah. <laughs> I know ridiculously too much about that urban legend. I, I've, I, I, we haven't really even covered it on my show as much. That and the, uh, the, the mysterious pop machine in uh, Portland, mm-hmm. um, which has since been removed. Really? It, yeah, it was removed in 2019. They there was just a message on its Facebook that it was going on vacation, and it sh- they showed some like photoshopped pictures of it around the world. But that's the last. Mm-hmm. Nothing's been heard of it since. So there's a lot of things that they can do with this now that they have Sophie established. Now that she Sylvie Sylvie. I don't know why I said Sophie Sylvie. She's it's, not a golden girl. Correct. She's Sylvie. Uh, but. Since she is a Thor variant in the... No, she's a Loki variant. Why the fuck am I screwing? I'm having a stroke right now. I, I apologize. It's the terrible beer. It's it affected is. your it's, brain. It is. It's... it's. This is so bad. It's, it's, I'll, I'm going to lay it on that. Anyhow, in the Thor comic book where um, Jane becomes Thor, uh, Thor loses the hammer. He becomes not worthy anymore. So Foster becomes... She becomes the new Thor. Um, a lot of people were really down on that comic book. I thought it was okay. Well, everybody was pissed about the end of it because at the well, end, and and Sylvie was the name of the enchantress. Yes, and so they incorporated she, two characters into yeah. one. And and the enchantress was a was created by Loki. Yes. So um so yeah, it it makes sense that she's now going to be her own character and probably end up being the enchantress. But. Um, Female Thor was in that run of comic books where um, Jane became Thor for a little while. Mm-hmm. And Loki kept popping up. Now, I don't know if they're going to do it the same way, but I'm sure she's going to be in Love and Thunder. Because in Love and Thunder, she becomes Thor. Um, so um, show, I'm sure she, she I'm sure she's going to show up in that movie playing the part that Loki played in the other comic book. But the thing is, is she's not as malicious and mean or anything like that as Loki was in the comic book. Like in the comic book, Loki was always trying to tempt her because she was dying from cancer. And the only time that she wasn't dying from cancer was when she had the hammer and she was in her Thor form. Right. So as soon as she switched out of Thor, Thor form back into human form, she was sick and dying of cancer and all this stuff. And Loki kept coming along and trying to tempt her. Hey. Put the hammer down. I will heal you. I will take away this cancer. And at the very end of the comic book, Odin comes along and says, you're worthy. We will spare your life and lets her live. And I think Thor gets the hammer back or something like that. But um, yeah, Odin's like, yeah, you're forgiven. You are allowed to live. And a lot of people were like, well, that was very formulaic. I didn't really give a shit. I mean, it was like, yeah, because nobody in Marvel really dies. Yeah, nobody. Because yeah. now that now that the timelines are branched, they could actually bring Scarlett Johansson back. Okay, well, she didn't die in that timeline, so hey, she's back. Black Widow is black, back now. Yeah. So I guess we could talk about Black Widow now since I brought it up. But, yeah. Uh, so uh, Black Widow finally, after like, uh, just like Dune, after five canceled release dates, it finally made it to the big screen. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw it opening weekend with my kids. I saw it with the wife uh, the day after it opened, I believe. I think it was an okay Marvel movie. Hey. You know, I agree. It, it wasn't, again, it wasn't bad, but it, it wasn't super, it didn't kick my ass. But I enjoyed it. I yeah. did enjoy it. it. It was very back to, like, the original Marvel formula. It um, needed to be where it needed to be. It shouldn't have been released now. So so here's the thing. Here, Here's my key complaint is the fact that this would have been much better if it came out either directly after Civil, Civil War, War yeah. or right after the Winter Soldier. Yeah, well, it was supposed to be after Civil War. Yeah, they sat on this, they sat on making this way too long. Yeah. And apparently there were originally supposed to be more crossover from other characters. Mm-hmm. And they ended up cutting that out because they 
wanted to make it more focused on Black Widow instead of just another ensemble, which is stupid. If you wanted to make it a focus on Black Widow, why didn't you make it that way? You added that stuff in, and then it was like, well, DC made a a female-centric movie, so I guess we should too, and Captain Marvel wasn't that great. You know what, I think that probably was one of it. They wanted Captain Marvel to be bigger than it was, and if they'd have released Black Widow, it would have probably messed that movie up and made, it would have taken the emphasis off of the first female character that they were releasing. Which is incredibly the way it should have happened. Scarlett Johansson was part of the like Marvel Cinematic Universe mm-hmm. since almost the beginning. Yeah. Her character absolutely deserved to be the first female-led yeah. movie. And Marvel just dropped the ball. The other thing is, I wonder if it was a matter of they had so much, Marvel had so much on their plate in a certain timeline that they had to get these out, that there just wasn't room in the timeline for that movie to fit when it was. And it's sad because if that movie had been released the when it was supposed to, it would have had a lot more of an impact. But when you're watching this, you know she's going to die. You know that. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's still it was still cool to watch and still see her get her story. The, the one thing that I'm really bummed out about is that, yeah, they were in Budapest, and there's little references. She's like, oh, yeah, those are arrow holes, not bullet right. holes. And it's like, I really wanted to find out the story behind Budapest. I really wanted Hawkeye right. to be there. I wanted to see the forming of that friendship. you know. And that was sadly lacking. And the other thing was, is Black Widow never got a funeral. Tony Stark got a funeral, but Black Widow never did. Natasha right. never had one. So I was at least hoping that at some point in this movie, we would get that funeral honoring her death and the sacrifice she made. All we got was that stupid little thing at the end next to the tombstone, which really wasn't a funeral. Right. And it was kind of like, man. Which, interestingly, lead is the first time a movie is going to lead into a TV show. Because that is going to directly tie to... The Hawkeye show. The Hawkeye show. I mean, again, I'm, I'm more... I, plus, I, there was, they left a lot of holes, not to cut you off, but they left a lot of stuff open at the end of Black Widow. Where are the rest of the Black Widows? What happens to Taskmaster? What happens to the, the, the Red Shield, or whatever the hell his name was? I can't remember right now. The Red Guardian. Red Guardian, oh, yeah. My, he want, was great. He fuck, stole the movie. Fucking A, I want him to have his own movie. Yeah. I literally want him to have I his own movie. I think he's going to be back. And the other thing that happened that nobody really noticed was when they were in the prison and they're arm wrestling, the guy walks up and arm wrestles him, was named Ursa. Now... Ursa was a mutant in the comic books. He was part of the... uh, Omega Red. Yes, exactly. So, technically, because he he goes, ah, look at this big bear. He refers to him as a bear, and that was Ursa's power. He would turn into a big, giant bear bigger than the Hulk. So, it's like, wait a minute. So, it's like, is this the first actual mutant to appear in the new Marvel movies? You know, and Disney's kind of confirmed it. They haven't, you know, they said, yes, that was Mm. Ursa, blah, blah, blah. So it's like, all right, well, if he's a mutant, then technically he is the first mutant to appear in a Marvel movie, you know, but I I would love to see, I want to see those, I want to see those two together. I want to see more of him. He was definitely a show stealer. He absolutely stole them. There there were so many, there was some really good moments in the movie. I was going to say there was, there was a lot of lightheartedness in this. Yeah. And and, and then was kind of, we should have enough gas in the helicopter to make it, (laughs) you know, it crashes. (laughs) I, I mean, I was kind of, I would have liked it to be a little more suspenseful, like uh, The Winter Soldier. Yeah. But at the same time, like, it, it had a lot of heart, and I, I liked that. I, like Again, the, if, it had, if it had been released where it should have been released in a timeline, like it would the, have been better. The whole, like, thing about, like, Black Widow always posing. Yeah. Like, I lost my shit yeah. at that. Like, yeah. he just, and like, she lands and does it, too, and she's, she's like, like yeah. Oh. yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and, and and the pockets, the vest with pockets, it was just so... And as soon as I saw the vest, I'm like, that was the vest that she was wearing in the, the last time that they showed Black Widow. She was wearing that vest in the movie. Yeah. That's where the vest came. So they did a good job of explaining where, all, like, the, where the ship came from that they were flying, where she got her vest from. And, you know, they, they did tie up a lot of loose ends, but it's just like, I, I get it. I'm happy for it. I'm glad I saw it. I'm not going to bitch about it. It was still... You know, it, it was still better than, than some of the real floppy flop Marvel movies. The other problem I think it is, is we've just become so used to getting really good quality product. And when we get something that's not as good, we're like, eh. Because if this movie had been released back then, we'd have been like, wow, this is a really good and, movie. And I mean, I'm not I'm not shitting on it. Like, no, I, I'm not I, trying I, to I was either. genuinely entertained. I yeah. mean, it... It, it like, just felt weird. It Like, okay, if you're ranking the Marvel movies as like the absolute best and the absolute worst... 
uh, I mean, this is kind of solid in the middle. Yeah. Um, or, or as Adam Savage uh, says, bookended by Thor's. Yeah. <laughs> because yeah. The, the, the best Marvel movie is undoubtedly uh, Thor uh, Ragnarok, and the worst is Thor The Dark World. I didn't think... I don't know, man. Iron Man 3 is pretty bad. No, no. Thor The Dark World is worse than Iron Man. Like, Iron Man 3 is bad. Uh, Like, definitely, like, bottom five bad. But, no. I don't know, man. The Dark World. Oh, man. Because they actually... They kind of tried to retcon Iron Man 3 out of of happening and out of existence. They've only mentioned references to it a couple of times because it was was just... It was just bad. Well, I mean, yeah. Now they're going to have the whole... Like, we're finally going to see the Mandarin. We're finally going to see the real Mandarin. Yeah, that was dumb. That I, was another dumb... That I think... You know why I think they're doing us Because so many people were so pissed off that Marvel ruined such a great villain by doing that. So many people were like, fuck you, Marvel. I'm sorry. Ben Kingsley was the best part of Iron Man 3. And then, no, like, he's I, got, yeah. I absolutely wanted him to be the real Mandarin. That was part of what made that movie suck. It was like, wait a minute, the Mandarin's not... Okay, it's this guy? What the fuck is... This? What is this? So so one thing I did notice... Let's um, throw a whole bunch of Iron Man suits and that'll make everybody happy. Look at all the Iron Man suits. It's like, um, it's like look at all the Jedi in the, in the Jedi movie. It's like, oh, God. Sorry, so, go ahead. No, no. So I'll um, turn into a rant if I'm not careful. So in in the trailer for Shang Chi and the the Legend of the Ten Rings, uh, you you in the most recent trailer you get to see what the Ten Rings are, uh, and I do like that they change them. They're yes. not rings on your finger; they're on your arm. They're on your arm. That was cool, and um, it reminds me of like some of the old um, uh, wing, uh, what the, the old kung fu movies mm-hmm. where you'd have the guy who his weapon was he would have the sets of rings on his arms and he could block swords with them um and they they armored his arms and then he could hit things with them and like seeing that as the representation of the 10 rings i thought that was really That's cool. cool but did you catch there's an easter egg in there and if you blinked you would have missed it in the ring they show a real quick f- a scene of a, f- a f- fighting ring one of the things in that fighting ring was the abomination the abomination is throwing Wong into the fence. Yeah, I saw that. And I'm like, okay, cool. They're bringing the abomination back from the Hulk movie from way back. And why the fuck is Wong fighting in a fighting championship? In a what's going on here? I'm curious about that. Because Wong. Because Wong, probably listening to Adele. Um, so that was neat. So I am curious yeah. about. My wife is not as curious about seeing it, but we're going to see it. But again, we come back to the Eternals, where we're kind of like, uh. All right, I guess we'll go see it because it's a Marvel movie, but... Yeah. Yeah. But she is less interested, whereas I'm a little bit more interested in Shang-Chi now. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely... The more I've seen of it, the more I'm interested in it. Um, I like that it's kind of going to be like a a, a Chinese gangster movie mm-hmm. um, instead of like a, a old, like, traditional kung fu movie. What I'm also wondering... Are we going to see any? Is, is Iron Fist going to be referenced any in this? I don't know, but all I, I hope all so. I want in life is Jackie Chan to make a cameo. That wasn't where I was going, but hey, I wouldn't complain about it. Fuck, <laughs> like, like, like you know, we've got all these like super heavy hitters now who are are in the Marvel universe. Like fucking Robert Redford's in the Marvel universe. Michelle Pfeiffer's in the Marvel universe. Uh, like, fucking A, we need Jackie Chan in the Marvel Universe. This would be a good movie to do it in, if they're going to throw him in. this Because it kind of, it's kind of riding off the back of what he's done. Oh, my God. Yes. Have Jackie Chan be in Shang-Chi and the Ten Rings. Then have Luke or Owen Wilson make a cameo as Mobius. And it's the, the, sh- the nod to Shanghai... Now that you've ma- mentioned something, I need to call myself out on a prediction that I made that I was I was bummed it did not happen. I was 100% sure that we were going to see Owen Wilson by the end riding on a jet ski. Because yeah. they made a, such a big deal about that jet ski thing. And then at the end of it, I'm like, where's the jet ski? Where's, and there's no jet ski. And I'm like, well, that kind of sucks. I, I, want, I, I didn't so much want him at the end. I figured like maybe when they were in the, the void world, mm-hmm. like he'd, he'd come out riding on a jet ski or something. I will also say that you made reference before. I can't remember what your exact statement was, but it was something about Loki makes people better by... Yeah, the, the, well, he, uh, Mobius says it. He's like, your job is to be the foil. People become better by foiling you. 
So in essence, he actually foiled himself becoming better. Mm-hmm. And the whole time I'm watching, I'm like, son of a bitch, John was right. <laughs> um, and I have seen predictions, and I actually kind of think this might be the case, that Owen Wilson might fill the uh, the spot of Coulson in the first Marvel phases. I can see that, because he, in this show, was very much Loki's consciousness driving him to be a better person. Because Loki, for the first time, actually, actually had a love interest. He gave up, you know, he gave up being the kind of wanting to be the ruler and everything in favor of her. And at the same time, he actually developed a friendship with Mobius. And he actually is like, yeah, I'm your friend. You know, and Loki really has never had any friends. Like, he actually has friends. He has a purpose. You know, he has, he sees all these other variations of himself. I still want to know about Gator Loki. I still want to know more about Crocky. 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 Yeah, Crocky. Crocky or whatever. But yeah, yeah, where where it's... (laughs) I want to know more. I really want to see a what if episode. I want to see... I, I'm, I, I'm, I just want to I'm see more of Croc, Croc, Croc Loki. I'm actually sad we lost uh, uh, classic Loki. Like, like I, I wanted more classic Loki. You know what, though? He went out the best possible way that he possibly could for that and, character. Um, Glorious Pulpus! You know? like, and then, like, it. I forget the actor's name who played him, but then realizing, like, oh, shit, this is the guy who played the bad guy in the Hudson Hawk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a, what an obscure reference that is. Well, wow. you're you. digging deep, digging deep and nerd them there, man. Oh fuck you! I love Hudson Hawk. It is like my honestly, swear to God, my fourth favorite Bruce Willis film. It's not a bad movie. It, it's not. It's like it's not a bad movie, but it's one of those things that's kind of like Die Hard One, Die Hard with a Vengeance. As much as I hate to admit it, Unbreakable, and then is fucking Hudson Hawk. That's a solid list. I can't argue with that. Yeah. Yeah. Which, for whatever reason, brings me to this point. Did you see what I posted this week on my Facebook page about the whole Jeff Bezos launching his spaceship, which looks like a big flying dildo? And then, Well, I haven't seen specifically your thing. I have seen everything the entire fucking internet has posted about Jeff Bezos launching his giant penis rocket. So somebody took the picture of the rocket, and then they took the scene from Austin Powers, where they go, oh my god, it looks like a giant. Then it cuts to another scene, and a woman goes, Dick, did you see what's flying up in the sky there? And the guy goes, yeah, that looks like a giant. And somebody's like, wiener, here's your hot dog, you know? They, well, they, it's, <laughs> no, And no. it fits perfectly with, yeah, yeah. with it. Well, I mean, like, ever since I saw his, his, his I forget what his, the Blue Odyssey or whatever, I'm like, yeah. it's a giant penis. Like, yeah. it, are we all just not... Gonna call out the fact that he built a giant penis spaceship. I think you posted one of the funnier ones I saw. Oh yeah, looking like the water tower. The from... Ip- well, no, it's they photoshopped the Ypsilanti water tower over the his, rocket, the yeah. Blue Origin, which looks like it. Because and... for for listeners not from the area around here, uh, Ypsilanti, Michigan. So um, so just just Google the most phallic building in the United States. Yeah. And you will find, like, literally find a picture yeah. of this Ypsilanti water tower. The uncircumcised Ypsilanti water tower. Which looks like a giant fucking penis. Yeah, it does. It, it, um, it always has. And it wasn't just the fact that somebody photoshopped that. Is as It was that they photoshopped that into one of those 3D panoramics so you could move your mouse around and yeah. it moved it around and it's, Perfect. Yeah, it, it was genius. Perfect. It really was. Like, it was genius. If you are the person on the internet who made that, my hat is off to you. You officially won the internet this week. I'll give Bezos credit, though, or Bezos, whatever the fuck his name is. He he put the oldest woman in space and the youngest person in space. And the woman that went up was one of the original people that was campaigning to get women in space. She never herself went in space until now. And she's 83 years old, and she was like, yes, women belong in space. They're just as good as men. You know, was, it, was he doing like some kind of space summoning? Like, I need a young astronaut and an old astronaut. I, no, I just think it's cool. I mean, okay, um, again, sending people into space is a trope. So it's like, hmm, what can we do? I'm launching a rocket ship. Yeah, well, it's already no, been done. It's All right, well, like, find me an old woman and a young man, and let's do this. You know, it's, it's fucking around the world in 80 days. It's a bunch of rich white dudes figure, had to figure out some new hobby to invent to spend their money. Some new milestone that was so audacious you know that they could create it. So it's like, fuck it. Space. First one to space wins. What do we win? The, like a dollar? I, I don't care. as long Because we're, we're sadly lacking in space travel. 
We really are. I mean, we, we haven't been to the moon in a long time. Why do you want to go back to the moon? Because it's there. Let's go. You know, we, we it's the whole space program because is falling apart. the terrestrial reserves of helium are almost exhausted, and we're going to need helium to keep making birthday balloons. So there are rich helium deposits on the fucking moon, so that's why we're going there. Well, H3 is on the moon. Yeah. And H3, on the surface of the moon, you can power a lot of shit with oh, H3. Yeah. And there's not very much of it on Earth, but the moon is loaded with it. And, like, like you can run a city on a little bit of H3 for a long time. Well, and, I'm, and, I'm, <laughs> and, I mean, when it gets right down to it, it's... The reason to go to space is there are a fuck ton of resources in space. Um, like, the reason asteroid mining in science fiction is such a huge thing is because... The minerals that exist on Earth in very small quantities that are incredibly hard to find. Are there are just there. giant fucking rocks of them yeah. circulating around the system. Yeah. Um, so, okay, let's say, obviously it's not going to happen in our lifetime, but a few generations from now, it's like if you were offered a vacation chance to go up into space or to go to the moon or what have you, would you do it? Eh, maybe. I think I would. So, like, like if we're talking, like, uh, cyberpunk, where it's like you're going up to the orbitals and, and you're just on the stations, maybe. The, um, I'd there, go there to the moon the, if I could. Um, there was a, an article talking about, like, the idea that, oh, these rich people are just going to space because, like, they're trying to escape the planet. And there was somebody who worked for NASA, and they're like, yeah, no, that that is not a thing. Because the only reason anyone goes up into space is because there are thousands of people on the ground whose sole purpose in their working hours is just to make sure that those people don't die. Mm -hmm. Like the people, like they are the amount of support staff it takes to keep the 10 people on the ISS alive every day because space is actively trying to kill you in every possible way. Yeah. It's a harsh environment for mm -hmm. sure. I get that. But if there was a hotel or some kind of a space station hotel yeah, up there. Like, oh, dude, yeah, I'd totally go up. Or if, you know, I would, I would, if there was one around the moon or something like that, I would totally go if I could. If there was a crappy theme park on the moon, I would go oh, visit Oh, there the will crappy. be. There absolutely will be some kind of a crappy theme park, and there will be a Starbucks, and there will be a McDonald's. Yeah, well, I'm going to go build my own theme park with blackjack and hookers and then at some point or another subway is going to have to pop in there as well there there will be there there just will be what's going to suck and they're already they're already working on this is when you look up in the sky because i'm a big i'm a big moon gazer i love clear nights and sitting outside by the fire and looking at the moon it's a big part of me and i dread the day when i look up and they're from floating from space is a billboard for some fucking company i'm gonna be like the, I mean, the moon is a big part of you so what you just said is that you have a giant ass i wasn't going there but i'll, I'll sure I'll, I'll say i'll take that yeah i'll take yeah. that no i'm a very you know i you've seen my tattoos and stuff know, you know what i, I know. you know what i am you know and it's just like it's a big thing for me, and it's going to piss me off the day, and I'm sure I'm going to see it before I die, where you look up in the sky at night on a clear night, and there's an ad for Geico Insurance from a fucking satellite beaming down on Earth, you know? And it's like, oh, God. Nah. when did you ruin it? When the blimps come going, come see the off-world colonies. Please. Yeah, that'll happen. <laughs> fucking, they, they invented the space race just to have an excuse of something to spend their billions of dollars on. I don't care. I really don't. I mean, I, I, mean, I, I kind of don't either, but it, do, it does kind of, like, it totally makes me think of this in the framework of around the world in 80, 80 days. Like, dude, like, like, the idea of Phileas Fogg making the gentleman's bet that he can make it around the world in 80 days is the same as, like, Branson, Bezos, and uh, Musk all going, you know, I think I could fucking go to space. Um... I mean, it's not like, and it's not even like they spent most of their own money as tons of their projects were subsidized by the U.S. government. <laughs> even still, yeah. I don't I don't care. It's, as long as we're getting back up into space again and we're starting to do exploration and starting to do things again, because we got to get off this planet at one way or another. Um, you know, and they're, they're advancing because space technology has not advanced in years. No, it really it hasn't. hasn't at all. So up until these guys coming along and doing this and saying, let's find a better way. Let's do it so we can do it over and over and over again. Right. You know, that's great. Cool. Let's let's run with this. 
you know, because ultimately they are making the process to do it much cheaper, more compact, more repeatable, and it's only going to grow from there. Now, I certainly don't ever expect to go up into space, but, you know, yeah. it's just the cool, the idea that I, we're going I, there. I was going to say, I don't think it, I think it will be something in maybe my children's lifetime, maybe my children's children's lifetime. Yeah, I would say within three generations, it will become... But by that point, it will be blasé. It'll be like the first space race. After a while, we didn't care about going to the moon anymore. People just lost interest, and it's like, all right, we got it. What's next, you know? And then the shuttle came along, and it kind of renewed it. I was going to say, like, we went from uh, Apollo 11, like, landing on the moon, to, like, oh, my God, like, the whole damn world saw this, to Apollo 13, two launches later, and, like... The viewership of the launch was so low they didn't even air mm-hmm. like the the record the segments of them recording on the uh, in the capsule and all I mean, that. I want to Every- see. I want to see us go to Mars. <laughs> I mean, I do. I you know we could we could live on Mars, but it'll be hard. But we can be done, you know, and they're already figuring out the ways to do it and stuff. So yeah, Man, let's, it let's makes do me, it. It makes me want to go back and and watch The Martian. Yeah. It was uh, that was a good book. There was uh, it was a good book, good movie too, decent movie, not a bad movie. There, there's a part in the book where he has to, he's figuring out like some mathematic equation, and he has to come up with a unit of measure for like the degradation of power over time, doing X number of things. So he's like, holy, holy crap! I got I got to invent a new term. So he the unit of measure he creates are like ninja pirate zombies or like yeah. ninja pirate robots. Yeah. And it just, yeah, that was such a good thing. The cool thing about that, that guy, I think he published, he self-published or something like that. Andy he, Weir. Yeah. He's, yeah. He self-published that. You can still download the book for free on yeah. the internet. And it's really cool to see somebody that did that become famous. Did you read his follow-up book about the, the heist on no, Mars? No. Good book. I heard, I heard that was good really good. Not um, as, it's not as well known as The Martian, but it's yeah. a book that you will like. And I, well, I, I want to get the uh, audio book of it because it's read by Rosario Dawson. Yes, that's I, how I heard it. Yeah. It's oh. it's it's good. It is. Oh. It's really good. Oh, speaking of Rosario Dawson, I forgot the other thing we could talk about. Clerks 3 officially began filming. <sighs> Again. <laughs> oh, yeah. I know. It, yes, it's officially beginning to be filmed now, and I'm happy for it, but we've been down this road so many times. It's kind of like, we're doing Clerks. No, we're not. We're doing Clerks. No, we're not. Well, it, it's... Okay, so... so I know. Somebody greenlit it. They're financing it. They've begun filming it. Awesome. Yeah, I was going to say, it's the, once it gets to filming, that's usually, like, I don't get excited about projects until they begin filming. Mm-hmm. Because once once something begins filming, it is astronomically more likely that it will actually get out to film. Like, it is very rare nowadays that a once shooting happens on a show that it's just completely killed. Did you watch the last Jay and Silent Bob movie? I did. In fact, I watched it at the State Theater at a showing yeah, that's right. with Kevin Smith. Yeah. It was okay. Yeah. I, I think maybe it's just I'm a little Kevin Smith out now. You know, it's, he doesn't hold the same, his movies don't hold the same luster as they used well, to. And, 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 and it's, that's something they talk about in that movie is the idea that, like, nobody wants to see two middle-aged dudes being stoners and mm-hmm. having wacky antics they are literally too old for it makes me sad because we're gonna have to wait till next year for the uh the multiverse of madness um not necessarily because it's going to start in spider-man well, that's yeah, where but, it starts but, I mean, even that's not coming out till 2022 oh it's still that far away oh, okay uh, i thought it was sooner than that let me double check but yeah i believe it's it's 2022 yeah uh, you're, you're probably right yeah so it's still Spider-Man. a year away man three no way home. Oh, no, yeah. tw- uh, let's see yeah i don't think it's coming this year because that's like the only movie that anybody really cares about is that and doctor strange all these other movies are like yeah we're gonna go see them but that's yeah, not like what we so, want i was talking with somebody at work and like mentioned black widow and she's like wait there's a marvel movie i'm like yeah it came out um and she's like holy shit you mean um uh like because she was looking at movie theaters and yeah. she was like well venom 2's out not yet okay so according to the marvel studios website uh, Spider-Man No Way Home will premiere on December 17th, 2021. Okay. Which means we're going to have four Marvel movies this year. Because um, next, I think, uh, let's see. 
Shang Chi comes out September 3rd. Uh, the Eternals. Is November 5th. Wow, dude. So that means September's Shang-Chi, November's The Eternals, December is frickin' uh, uh, Dune, and December is going to be uh, Spider-Man. I'm okay with that. Yeah. Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness is March 25th, 2020. Okay. All right. Yeah, I'm good looking forward to those. When's Shang-Chi and all the... When do those movies fit into all of this? I think Shang-Chi's the next one, isn't it? Did you... I just laid it out for you. I was actually reading my phone. You can edit all of this out. No, 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 no. We're going to discuss the fact that I just got finished telling you when they all came out. And you're like, yeah, yeah. So when do they come out? Yeah. So to recap... Shang-Chi comes out in December. It's the shitty... I, I, I heard Shang-Chi, but for whatever reason, I superimposed Spider-Man under that. Yeah. I did hear you Shang- say Spider-Man December 21st. Uh, Shang-Chi comes out September 5th. Okay. The Eternals comes out November. You know why? Yeah. I understand now. I completely understand. I care so little about those movies that I just didn't pay attention to it. Your I, brain literally shut off when you heard yeah. them. I'm going to go see those movies, and I'm just going to sit there and not take any of those movies in. That's what. It, that's exactly what it was. I blame the shitty Lake Time tea, coupled with the fact that I really don't care about those other two movies. Can we end the show? <laughs> I love you, man. I love our listeners. I'm so out of it right now. You are. All right, folks. Well, this is a good place to wrap it up. Once again, you can reach us at oldnerdsdrinking at gmail.com. You can come find the Old Nerds Drinking Facebook group on Facebook. Which just gets better all the time. Come for the podcast, stay for the memes. I'm a little disappointed because the Old Nerds Drinking Facebook page is better than the Project Archivist Facebook page. And the Project Archivist podcast has been around for 13 years now. And like my my page is... is the Oldner's Drinking page is far more active and far funnier than the project. Well, they're different shows. So, yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Hmm. But I'm John Patrick, the Master Control Program. I am Rojan. You can find my other show at ProjectArchivist.com, which is nothing like this. It's the home of the wonderful, the weird, and the strange. Do go check it out. End of line. Over? Did you say Over? Nothing is over until we decide it is. Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no! German? Forget it, he's rolling. It ain't over now. So, what's the plan? Take car, go to Mum's, kill Phil, sorry, grab Liz, go to the Winchester, have a nice cold pint, and wait for all this to blow over. Might as well write them off. Close up the bridge. Let's get out of here. Close it up. Lights out. Where are you headed, cowboy? Nowhere special. Nowhere special. I always wanted to go there. We're good, streaky! Please disperse. Nothing to see here, please.